Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol, fiance Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Whichever Carol you are. <laughs> hey, what's up? How much? It's been a good week. It is March 21st, 1998. Uh, adjusting the headphones a little bit. See, <laughs> theme song's playing, huh? No, it, like, seriously, like, hurts my ears sometimes. Yeah, but you, what what hurts your ears sometimes? The headphones. Well, you, you the, yeah, but you adjust them and it's crackle, 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 crackle. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I didn't realize you could hear that. Yes. <laughs> we all could hear it. Sorry, y'all. So we've got a big, big show here this week. First, though, I've got some NUAS, which stands for Notable Events, Weather, and Sports. All right. That's what NUAS stands for. I've got some stuff, too. Did you know that? No. Notable events, weather, and sports. I did not know that. It doesn't. Oh, what the fuck? Why do you do that bullshit? <laughs> because it's funny, and I want to like see how gullible people. you are. Hey. Somebody put gullible on the ceiling earlier. <laughs> oh, man. You know that gullible's not in the dictionary? Really? Yep. Oh, it is too. <laughs> You're such an ass. Oh my god. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> what? Keep the Springer show away from kids. Okay. I agree. Jerry Springer's show. Jerry. Jerry. Uh, thank you for printing Bob Ovi's March 6th op-ed column. Don't serve up Jerry Springer with the after-school snacks. I'm hoping that WDIV, which is our local channel for... Uh, our local NBC affiliate, does the right thing and listens to what hometown people have to say instead of following the lead of radio stations that compete compete to shock their audiences. Everyone in charge has decided it's easier to go for the smut and scandal than use their soapboxes as a beacon for people left out of the loop for whatever reason. I don't know what you're talking about, but... WTIV should be ashamed to air such degrading material aimed at impressionable minds. I will never watch Channel 4 News as long as the station continues to discount community goodwill. What is going on? Jennifer in Lincoln Park. Um, Sorry that uh, I'm sure that Bernie Smilovitz and Chuck Gatica will be sad. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so... That's uh, that's the point of this article is, is Channel 4 by programming Jerry Springer as after-school programming? I mean, they're not, like, marketing it like, hey, co- kids, come and watch this after school, but it comes on at 4. Is that the wrong thing to do? Should it be a late-night program because of the, you know, the whatever, the mores that they get into? I mean... I don't know, because shouldn't parents be, you know, stopping their kids from watching it if they don't want them to watch it? I mean, like... But they're they're usually at work during that time. Okay, but somebody should be watching the children. Sure. So, I'm just saying, if they're they're old enough to not have a babysitter, then who cares if they watch Jerry Springer? The show is popular amongst teenagers. Okay, I think that's okay. 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. Don't you think that's okay? I think it's probably fine, but... 
I, I, I get their point a little bit, but I, that's the, that's the, so unfortunately we disagree. Mm. So, I mean, unfortunately we agree. Mm. So it's not much of a, of a debate, but, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. I thought, do they have a point? Should it be at like a nine o'clock PM programming thing or something like that? Well, they can't. Teenagers are still awake at 9 PM. Well, and the other thing too, is that's prime time. So you can't put that on at no. prime time. You have to put it on at like 11 or something like that. Like there really is no better time to do it because you can't put it on in prime time. And the local news is at 11. And then, like, the DIV, our local NBC affiliate, has the Tonight <laughs> Show at 11.30. Right. What are you going to put it on, 1 a.m.? Yeah. Like, that's that's ridiculous because you, they're not going to get any ratings that way. So they have to put it on sometime in the block between, although I guess you could put it on when, when kids are at school. But that's when the soap operas are on. Yeah, but you could probably still put in the news two p.m. or something like that, and morning talk shows. I guess there's all everything has its place, and Jerry has his place at like three o'clock or whatever. Yeah, Jerry has his place uh, entertaining high school kids when they come home from school. Exactly. (laughs) Now, something that really grinds my gears. Sure, Van Halen three. The fuck? It's an album. Okay. You know the band Van Halen. Uh Uh-huh. Van Halen 3 shows off lead singer number three. See, way back when, Mm -hmm. Van Halen was a good band, led by frontman David Lee Roth. Okay. Then in 1985, for many different reasons, most of them being Eddie Van Halen is an asshole. The band broke up, and David Lee Roth was kicked out of the band, essentially. And then they got Sammy Hagar, fucking miserable asshole. Apparently, uh, after many years, uh, they hate Sammy Hagar now, too. So they kicked him out of the band. And now they have Gary Sharon. They seem like they have some issues. Oh, yeah. Some, the Van Halen boys? Yeah. Like. I don't know. They don't play well with others. Soulmates and long lost brothers. That's how Eddie Van Halen describes himself and Gary Sharon, the new singer of the hard rock band Van Halen. Sharon follows Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth in that coveted role. And Eddie says this will be the last and hopefully the best incarnation of the 20 year old group. With Gary, it's a whole new thing. It's wide open. And there's no attitude. Uh-huh. Says Eddie. If Gary ever develop, develops LSD, lead singer disease, then I'm going to dive into the cello, pick up the tuba, and the he- to heck with rock and roll. What? Yeah. He's a fucking idiot. So, I like... I'm, I get really angry at Eddie Van Halen and his brother Alex Van Halen, drummer of uh, Van Halen. Okay. Um, because they're just pricks. Let's see how long Gary Sharon lasts as lead singer. And, like, this band even thinks they're relevant anymore. Van Halen 3. Like, they... That's the biggest fucking gimmick thing in the entire world. Oh, our first two albums, Van Halen 1 and Van Halen 2, were fantastic albums led by David Lee Roth. I mean, 1978, 1979, 
Uh, and now they're trying to capitalize on nostalgia, I guess. Van Halen 3, we're going back to our roots. How, how, like, when, when did they, when were they popular? Late 70s. Oh, excuse me. Late 70s <laughs> through the, um, through probably the late 80s. About that 10 year period. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah, I, I get I get uh, worked up about Van Halen, so I wanted to rant about it. It's not really that big of a story. They have a new lead singer, and they're still pricks. And they're soulmates. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's see what Valerie Bertinelli thinks of uh, thinks of Gary Sharon. Anyway, so last week, as you may recall, before we talk about the movie, I know you're all chomping at the bit to hear our thoughts on wild things. But last week we mentioned that uh, if anyone was in need of advice, that they could write us. Carol said she'd love to give advice. I did. I did say that. So a couple people wrote in for advice. Oh, no. We're, we're bumping it up to a few because as, as I sat down here and turned on the email, another email came through. Wow. Okay. So, so we have three people that uh, emailed in for advice. Now, note, before we get started here. Any advice that we dispense, we're not professionals in any way. Right. Any advice that we dispense is not psychological, medical advice. There's no... This is entertainment value only. Correct. Like, this is you asking a buddy, hey, what do you think I should do? So take it with as much, you know, grain of salt as as you need to. But we'll try to do our best. Okay. So, letter number one. Mm -hmm. No names. Right. You can make up a name if you want. <laughs> I was at a music... Regina Falange says. Sure. I was at a musical festival with my boyfriend over the weekend. Oh, a musical festival. And when one of my favorite bands started to play, mm-hmm. I asked if I could sit on his shoulders. Green Day? He said no, which I respected. But then later, we ran into a friend of his who's a girl, and he offered to let her sit on his shoulders. I was really upset, but I didn't let it ruin our time. When we got home, I asked why he would let her sit on his shoulders and not me. He said that she's a lot smaller than you. Holy shit. I started to scream and cry and threw my bag on the couch. Uh He said that I need to grow thicker skin and that I was overreacting. I yelled that I was still in recovery and only weigh 128 pounds, which I think is good. Yeah, that's fine. I'm in recovery for an eating disorder. We haven't spoken about it again, but I'm really upset still, and he's acting like nothing happened. Holy fuck. What should I do? Am I overreacting? <laughs> okay. Okay, so. First of all, I have to ask you a question. Okay. Have you ever uh, got on somebody's shoulders during a musical festival? No, I'm too scared. I wonder if she wanted to flash the band hmm. or something like that. Because I've seen, I've seen girls do that. Maybe that's why he really didn't want to let you do it. Oh, that's an that's an interesting idea. Where yeah, but but I mean that would have been something talked about beforehand. I would assume. Yeah. And why would he say the shitty fucking thing he said if that wasn't the reason? Here's my theory. Okay, first of all, you got to ask yourself because you know him. Is your boyfriend a dick? Because well, can, is that something she can really know? I think so. Like. Because I was in a similar situation. S- similar, not the same. Okay. Where at a wedding, I was dancing with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. 
who had earlier been dancing with his sister. Sure. Who made a comment about how um, weird it was to dance with me after dancing with her because she's so thin. What the fuck? And I was upset. I was hurt. No shit. But when I thought about it later, and as he explained later, you know, he, he really didn't mean anything by it. It was just a stupid thing to say. And it's like, well, yeah, it it sucked. I get it that he really didn't mean anything by it. He was making conversation, not thinking about, oh, this is going to hurt her feelings. And she was smaller than me. Here's the thing. You're not big. You're curvy. So that's that's a difference. Too. Well, and her waist is incredibly small. So, I mean, I, that that is a different situation because I can, I can see if he meant like, oh, she's like, she's probably... Like, she was tiny, like and like and no curves, like and a stuff. ballet like, dancer, tiny. Girl. Yeah, so I mean, I can, I, I get that. Like maybe it was even sort of like meant as a compliment because of the curviness of you or whatever. Mm. But he it, didn't say that. That would have been a smart recovery. But, <laughs> but I see what you're saying because your boyfriend at the time was not a dick, not current boyfriend, not it's trying to be not, mean, right? So now, that's believable. Yeah. So it's like, okay, is this guy a douche? Does he say and mean douchey things? Or is he stupid? Here's the thing. I, I have to lean towards douche because he knows she's recovering from an eating disorder. True. So why would you make a comment about her weight? And she only weighs 128 pounds. Are, are you two foot five, man? <laughs> like, if you're... If you are four foot seven or taller, 128 pounds is not big. That's not, that's not a lot. Well, maybe he's very out of shape. Who knows? But he shouldn't be offering his shoulders to other girls. That's the thing. Well, the, real quick, too, before we get to that, because that's a big problem, too. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, what kind of fucking weak-ass man is like, <laughs> well, 120 pounds, too much for me to lift up? <laughs> yeah, hit the gym, dick. How about some overhead press? What the fuck? <laughs> what are you squatting? A bar? Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, seriously, man up, dude. You can't lift a 128-pound chick on your shoulders? Come on. Second of all, how small was this woman? That's, like, a lot lighter than the his 128-pound girlfriend. And then third of all, like you said, why is he offering... Yeah. Because notice, she she didn't say, the girl asked, and he said okay. He offered. Yeah. After turning her down, yeah. what's going on with this and this friend of his that's a girl? That's what I want to know. That is weird. I'd have a lot of questions. I, I, you're not overreacting. I don't know. You're not overreacting at all. I, I think you're underreacting. <laughs> um. I threw my bag when we read this. <laughs> um, I think that you deserve better than this guy. That's what I think. Yes, I think you should. I think you should go to the mall and get a nice, sexy dress for your stunning 120 pound ass, <laughs> and fucking go out there and find some guy that's going to appreciate you. I agree. This he guy does. does sound like a douche. Yeah. And we and Carol and I think that you you're beautiful. Yes, and you don't have to worry about uh, your weight. Ridiculous. Okay, moving to the next. What well, what is our advice, by the way? I mean, I know we just ranted about this. Oh, okay, guy. I'm sorry. I thought I mean, there was advice there. 
Oh, you you so you you agree with me that she should she should dump this guy? Go get a nice dress and find somebody else. Yes, I like your advice. I at least this needs to be a conversation. Oh yeah, he can't fucking ignore this and be like, "Oh, I didn't do anything wrong." He he needs to answer a few questions. How dare he? <laughs> Where does he get off? Who's this girl to him? That's a the big one. Yeah, I mean, I had a a, a dude who uh, was paying a little too much a friend, attention to his friend who introduced us, by the way. Uh-huh. And then I f- caught them kissing. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm concerned about this whole situation. I I think that. I think this needs to be a very serious conversation that he takes very seriously. And if he's not willing to do that. Yeah. See ya. I think, yeah, I think you need to move on. You deserve better. All right. Moving on. Okay. First, I want to say I love your show. Thank you. Tonga Gillespie. (laughs) I am currently a senior. Almost my entire school career, I've been on top of my grades and classes. Barely... Barely passing every year. On top? That's what it says. But in order to pass, you have to take a final exam that includes all what you learned the whole school year. Mm-hmm. And me, of course, this year, I completely let it all off. I skipped 80% of classes. Oh, my God. Did not study at home and screwed it all up. With less than three months remaining, I'm running out of time. And no matter how close the deadline gets, I just can't seem to get myself to sit down and study for two hours straight. And it's not that laziness because I got part-time jobs before and I worked my ass off because I somehow believe they benefited me and I actually got something from my hard work. But school never really got to my heart. I talked with my mom about dropping off and finding a job, but she told me she wishes for me to continue, but she wouldn't stop me. She told me just make sure you're making the right choice. And to be honest with you, I really do not care that much if if I fail. The only thing stopping me from just taking another path right now is I don't want to disappoint my parents who really value education, and one of their most anticipated events is me passing this year. And because I'm really afraid of ending up at the bottom of society and having to work entry-level jobs for the rest of my life. So am I going to be screwed if I go to the job market with no credible school background? So. Yes. First of all. Congratulations on being probably our youngest listener. Yes. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I'm not going to make fun of you for your grammar and, and and stuff like that. I do want to point out, though, even in that, there is some poetry in school never got to my heart. There is some poetry in that phrase. Yes. Um. What What I don't. Totally get though is is you're talking about the part time job, and how it was worth your time because you mm. were getting paid. Sure, is that your heart? I don't know. Is money your heart? Ooh, oh wow, judgmental eyes come out. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, if it is honestly, then your best bet is to continue with your education because that's oh, yeah. how you're gonna get the money. Yeah, if you're afraid of ending up at the bottom of society and not able to get anything but an entry level job, you'll be lucky to get an entry level job without a high school diploma. Here's the thing. Yeah, that's true. Here's the thing. Um, you have to find out. You have to figure out what you want out of life. Right. I, which I think is kind of what Carol is, is getting at. School's not for everybody. No, you don't have to go to college. Mm-hmm. For sure. And and I'll be real honest. 
and this is probably not going to help, but I don't want to be a hypocrite. Okay. I didn't graduate high school. No. I got my GED, but then immediately went to college. Yeah. And I dropped out for personal reasons. Yeah. In my senior year, and I still went to college the next year. Mm-hmm. So I was still able to, you know, move on. Um, most people who drop out don't get a GED. Right. Most people who get a GED don't go to college. Right. So you really would be doing yourself, you know, a disservice. I think I think graduating high school is is your best bet. Yes. I think there are things that you can do to pass. Are you going to like get an A on your final exam and and, and stuff like that? No, probably not. But I think if you talk to some of your teachers too mm-hmm. and say because your teachers don't benefit from you failing. If you talk to some of your teachers and say, "Hey, what am I going to what do I need to know?" Like bottom line, what do I need to know for this exam? What what should I study? Like what, you know, so you can focus your your areas. That's a good idea. Of what you want to study and bone up on the stuff that's going to be on the exam. Cuz they'll they'll help you out. You can also see if you can do any kind of extra credit or anything like that in order to to pass. Like I said, I mean, just getting a D or, or whatever, just a passing grade yeah, so that you get that piece of paper. Is it dumb and arbitrary in some ways? Sure. But having that piece of paper is a big difference. In, it opens a lot of doors. In your life. Now, from there, if you want to go to like trade school or something like that, learn a trade, electrician, plumber, stuff like that. College is not for everybody. It sounds like it's probably not for you. But I think the biggest thing, like Carol said, is what do you want? Do you want to? Are, would you be okay not having a ton of money but being really happy with what you do? And what makes you happy? Exactly. What, what is it that makes you happy? Is it art? Is it music? Is it, uh, you know, like it could be like, you know, it could be tons like computers. Movies. Com- computers is a big uh, thing now. Yeah. Are you really into movies? Is is that why you love uh, our show? Oh, yeah, Dawson. Right. So you have to figure out what you like. You don't have to figure out necessarily, hey, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. But figure out what you like. And then there will be paths for that. And like Carol said, if what you want is a lot of money, then uh, if you want to do it in a legal way, <laughs> right. you're, you're going to have to... Well, I mean, you could do plumbing. You could do plumbing. You could do, there, are, there are some trades, plumbing, uh, electrical, stuff you, like you that. You need a high school diploma to do that, though. No, you... I think we're I think we're both at the point where, bottom line, he needs a high okay. school diploma. All right, all right. You need to finish high school. Well, that seemed to be the question. Well, if that's the question, I think you should. Yeah. You're doing nothing but closing doors if you don't. Yeah. There, your... <laughs> Your window of being able to get things like jobs or, or anything is very, very small. There is not a lot you can do without a high school diploma. Right. There just isn't. Mo- almost every job that you apply for is going to require, at minimum, a high school diploma. Or a GED. Yeah. Yeah, some, yeah, some kind of equivalency. There's a, you're, you're looking at... A, Almost no jobs, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I mean, you the jobs that you can get in high school, I guess that's that's about it. But I mean, like, do you want to make minimum wage? Because that's what you're yeah. going to do. Yeah, exactly. You could you could work 
at some fast food places yeah. and things like that. As I mean, a cashier somewhere. And that's maybe not even as a cashier. Because I think a lot of cashiers should be in high school diploma. I don't know. I worked as a cashier in high school. So. Well, but anyway, I, I think at minimum you need, you, need to, you need to do the high school thing. So I hope that helps. Just do your best, get through it, and then, you know, figure out what you want for the rest of your life. Right. Exactly. You're almost there. Yeah. And like I said, talk to your professors or your, your teachers or whatever and um, ask them, you know, like just find out, ask them, say, look, I am dedicated to getting my high school diploma. What do I need to know for the exam? Like, what areas do I need to study? And just, you know, write them down and focus on that. Yep. You got this. All right, you said we had one more. We do. And I haven't read it. So neither have I. This is going to be an adventure. <laughs> okay. Um, my name is blank <laughs> and I love your show so much. My name is uh, Art Vandalay. Well, it's a girl, so probably not. Artesia Vandalay. <laughs> you asked for people to write in if they needed advice, and I sure do. I mean, I guess we did kind of. Do oh, I? No, and I sure do. I don't like this. <laughs> Go ahead. What the hell? It sounds serious. Do I tell my sister that the car accident she got us in when we were kids ruined my life? Okay, fuck, it's not good. Go ahead. She was 16, I was 14. She was driving, I was thrown from the vehicle. Mm -hmm. We are now both in our late 40s. I have had chronic pain, chronic migraines, infertility, and mental health issues mostly starting after that accident. Oh, God. My sister and I do not have a good relationship. My sister is not a nice person and has kept her kids away from me because of family drama. This has broken my heart. Yeah. Due to this, I also have a very bad relationship with my parents. They side with her. They think I'm the problem and she's the saint. After a series of MRIs recently, I've learned all these health issues I've had most of my life are probably happened to me because of that car accident. If I don't tell her, how can I stop myself from intentionally internally blaming her more okay so <laughs> that's a lot excuse me sorry i'm 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 sick so oh, yeah. give me a second i need to take a sip of my drink here car accidents that uh he got thrown so mri of the brain i mean it's newer it's technology so probably wasn't available at the time well, definitely wasn't available at the time if he was uh, six, four, 14. She. she was 14, and and uh, she's now in her late 40s. Um, so, okay. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so, no, go ahead. No, you. I'm sorry. No, and you go. I was interrupting. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just, I want you to ask yourself what is your motivation in telling her this? Mm. You know, because if it's like, you're saying that you think you'll just blame her more if you don't tell her. Yeah. I mean, what good comes from telling her? You're... Those are separate questions. I guess. I don't know. It's just like you're already not getting along, it sounds like. What do you want? That's my question. Okay. What do you want? Do you want a relationship with your parents? Do you want a relationship with your sister? Do you feel like 
if you tell her and your parents, presumably, hey, all these problems, it's her fault, do you think that your parents are going to suddenly be like, oh, she's a monster, and you're the good one the whole time, you know, fuck her, and you come into our life. Like, is that what you're thinking is going to happen? Because I don't want to burst your bubble, but that's not going no. to happen. If, you're, if your parents... So, if your sister... Here's the thing, too. This is all from your point of view. So, I'm not, you know... We're trying to be, uh, you know, devil's advocate and, and neutral, as neutral as we can. Obviously, you know, you're a fan of us, so we're, we're more on your we're side. We're a fan of you, too. <laughs> we're, more, we're more on your side than anything else. But looking, trying to look completely neutrally, if it is true, because this is your perspective and who knows, if it is true that your sister is a bad person, as you say, and your parents haven't seen that all this time, then you telling them that, that's not going to change their mind. They're biased towards her. That happens. Uh, it sucks, but that, uh, that, that definitely happens in families. Um, so you have to ask yourself, what do you want? If you don't, if you're not looking for a relationship or you're not trying to, if this isn't to try to repair your relationship with your, your parents... Do you what do you think this is going to do with your sister? Do you think that are you looking for an apology? Are you looking to come to her and tell her this and have her apologize to you and maybe you can forgive her and and you two can start to get along more? Is that what you're looking for? Here's the thing. I am sorry. I am so sorry that you've been going through all this stuff like mm-hmm. your whole life. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure figuring out that it's all related to this car accident that it was your sister's fault is a lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. But you do need to think about the fact that an accident is an accident. Right. And while it might... a 16-year-old. Yeah. And while it might be her fault, I'm sure she wasn't trying to hurt you. Sure. So I, I don't know if it's going to be good for you or her or your family to put all the blame on her for something that was not intended you know what you know what i what i would say i would say that this is not fair no and if you know i think you could use some tea and sympathy and and i think that's fair for sure and if you want to be angry and you know, like feel sorry for yourself and everything for for a period of time. I think that's perfectly reasonable, and it sucks that you know that we're all dealt a hand, and sometimes we're dealt a, a shittier hand than than we'd like. Um, but I think in the end, the healthiest thing for you is going to be to forgive her, because mm-hmm. forgiving her is is about freeing yourself. Right. There's no, like, that's, and that's how you have to look at it. You have to look at it as you, you're, you're doing it for you. When you forgive her, it's not because you want her to not feel blame anymore or whatever. Um, it, it's, you're doing it for you. Because holding on to 
this anger is not helping you. And it's not probably not hurting her. Like, right. you, you know what I mean? Like, if you're feeling like oh, I'm holding on to this anger and it's hurting me, but it's hurting her too, you know, and like she, she'll suffer from it. Like, that's probably not happening. That's, that's like, that's what you want because that's, you know, that's like an idea of justice. But forgiving her is helping you. The thing is, if you're looking for a release, which I think that you need, you know, it's okay to get it out there, sure. just not necessarily to her. Like, you could write a letter to her yeah, and say all the things you want to say yeah, and then burn that fucker. Right. Um, or, you know, you could go to therapy and talk about it with a professional who can, you know, right. actually listen and let you get that out. Yeah, I think this one is probably, I mean, we're giving our advice, but I think this one's probably... One of those that you should probably talk to a professional that has a little bit, and one you can give a little more detail mm-hmm. to, so they can understand the situation a little bit better. Because if you talk to a therapist and you tell them all the reasons that you think your sister is a jerk and and your parents think she's the best and and you're the the bad sheep and everything like that, if you give all those reasons, then your therapist, from a neutral point of view, can take all that information in. And figure out if your perspective is skewed or not. Right. You know, figure out if you're like, maybe your sister is like really a jerk. And, you know, but like Carol said, and I think that that's probably the best point. She was 16. I mean, it's like if we all of us were judged by the worst thing we did when we were 16 years old for the rest of our lives. I mean, that's you're. A dumb teenager, I don't know the exact nature of the accident, but it probably was just an accident. And it's it sucks that all this stuff happened to you because of it, but it's not it's not malicious. Right. So you know, I think that um I I think you should forgive her. That's what I think. And I, I think for yourself. Yeah, and I think that um I think it's not really worth it telling her, to be honest with you. I mean, how is she going to react to that to that information? That's the other question. You know her better than we do, obviously. Uh, is this something that's likely to cause her pain? I can't imagine a person that wouldn't cause pain to, honestly. Well, I mean, I, unless they were truly a vile and evil human being, right? it would hurt to know that they caused someone that much pain. Yeah, I think you can have a conversation about the accident and everything and stuff without without it being blaming. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and maybe you can get that forgiveness there. Yeah. And maybe she'll finally, you know, ask for forgiveness too. So, I don't know. But uh, ultimately, I think you should talk to a professional too. Yes. And get a little bit more uh, solid advice. Probably do that before you talk to your sister. Yeah. But uh, that's... Uh, I don't know whatever segment that was. Um, so that was our advice. And, you know, thank, thank you all three of you for, yeah. you know, writing in and trusting us with your, with and I your guess if more people want advice, questions. uh, maybe some more, of uh, kind of lighter advice, <laughs> then send it in everybody. Um, but now we've got a little bit of time to talk about wild things. Uh, it sucked. And yeah, that's the show, not, everybody. <laughs> it was not good. Well, here's the thing, okay? It wasn't 
terrible exactly. Well, there I was mean, two good things about it. Yeah. <laughs> Nev Campbell and uh Denise Richards. Denise Richards. I was thinking of Denise Richards' left breast and Denise Richards' <laughs> right breast. Come on, Nev Campbell is is hot too. Nev Campbell is arguably hotter than uh, Denise Richards. I think. Really? It's it's an argument. It, that would definitely be an argument. I am on the <laughs> other side. <laughs> but I just her attitude, her personality, and, and everything. Denise Richards in both movies that we've seen her in comes off very plastic. And and Nev Campbell comes off very fiery. Yeah, well, I think real. she's a, maybe a better actress. Yeah, I think that's the case. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, they're both very, very attractive women. So we watched Wild Things, uh, a movie with Nev Campbell, Denise Richards, and her boobs, and um, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, uh, Matt Dillon. Is that the dude? Yes, that's the dude, the the star. And um, Bill Murray's in it as well. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. And Robert Wagner. Who? Robert Wagner. Who is he? He was on Heart to Heart and stuff. Big star, Robert Wagner. Who in the movie was he is what I'm asking? He was the big guy in their little town or whatever. The, don't, you're not going to date my daughter. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Um... This movie is just fucked. <laughs> I mean, like, the whole story is just messed up. It, it really seems like... It's like a Cinemax movie mm-hmm. with less sex. There yeah, there's are, only two? There's two three. sex scenes. Two. There's two sex scenes, one with nudity, one without. Okay. But there's two sex scenes in the movie, and... You know, one where Denise Richards is all like all wet and stuff from uh, washing a car, <laughs> um, but so it's it, but that's what it's like. That that's the level of the plot. It's a really weird. This is this movie is like a Russian nesting doll uh, <laughs> of plot. Right. It's a Marushka doll movie where it doesn't really need to be. There's so many twists at the and they all come at the end of the movie. It. If it built one way and then it started to turn to another way and then it started to turn to another, like it maybe you'd have something here, but it, it, they really backload this. It this movie has a really bad structure problem, where you know it's it's essentially classic three act structure, mm-hmm. but act one is so slow and meandering and with this whole like. The whole situation that comes up where it basically Matt Dillon is a guidance counselor and it looks like he uh, he's accused of raping Denise Richards. And then Nev Campbell comes forward and says, yeah, he raped me too last year. And so that's enough evidence for them to really do this trial. Right. And that's like the the whole like first half, maybe a little bit more of the movie is that. And it's so slowly paced. And then we get Act 2, where it's the sex scenes. Yeah, well, Act 1 ends with them admitting in the courtroom that they made it up. Right. And then you get Act 2, which is basically just the sex scenes. Yeah. With a few mindless scenes of of Matt Dillon on a fan boat (laughs) with slow motion... uh, 
st- shots of him. Yeah, what was the point it of that? It was so weird. There were so many things that had no point. Yeah. And then, uh, then you get Act 3, which is essentially just an exposition dump of like, oh, I did it for this, I did it for this, I did it mm-hmm. for this, I did it for this. And then just... Well, the, and the, the big twist at the end. Well, and the, the classic, um, the classic, like, con movie thing where it's like everyone it's like when there's a big bank heist right and like all the bank robbers start killing each other mm-hmm. so they can get a bigger piece of the pie At the end of titus andronicus yes exactly that's <laughs> that's what it is it's all it's all that where it's like he kills him because he, he, no one can trust anybody and, and who's gonna come out on top and it's like you're it's basically you're just waiting to see who the last person standing is right um and it's got a little bit of 10 little indians in there too because you think someone's dead, and then, boom, they're not dead. Right. And they end up being the ultimate uh, mastermind behind the whole thing. Uh, but anyway, so it sucked. It wasn't good. Um, sex scene was decent. Yeah, the sex scenes were good. Um, the one, though, when it was just Nev Campbell and Denise Richards yeah. was a little creepy. Because <laughs> it starts with Denise Richards trying to kill Nev Campbell. Yes, that's true. And then when she stops, she starts fingering her. <laughs> and I just don't really understand. How do you go from trying to drown somebody to then sticking your fingers inside of them? Well, let me ask you a question. How do you go from being drowned right. to being wet enough to <laughs> allow insertion? <laughs> it makes no logistic well, especially sense. Especially in the water. Yeah, I mean. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Water is not a friend for lubrication. No, you would think so. But no. But it just, everything gets dry. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, weird. And Very Kevin weird. Bacon's filming the entire thing, mm-hmm. and then he shows it to his superiors, and they're like... You filmed a porno. Yeah, that's what they said, which is correct. Yeah. They're at least like, didn't you hear him say Sam on the phone? They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You think that's admissible evidence? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, they really went all out uh, to get as many big stars as they could. Mm-hmm. And then they just made a shit move. It's really bad. Yeah. It's boring. It's, it's somehow a, a movie that involves a three-way sex scene between Matt Dillon, who cares, um, but Nev Campbell and... Denise Richards is boring. <laughs> I mean, that scene wasn't boring. No. But I mean, like, you got to sit through almost two hours just for that, like, what, three minute long scene. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. It, and it's so convoluted. We finally get to the 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 twist at the end and everything. And the motivations of our final when I I guess we won't spoil it. I don't care. But the motivations of the final person that ends up there, I guess, makes sense. Sure. But then you've got Matt Dillon, who seems like he has a relationship. The whole thing was they, they did this to steal money for to get money right. from Denise Richards' mom because she had this big trust, but she wasn't going to be able to touch it till her mom died. And her mom's relatively young. Um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. She could have killed her mom less people would have died. That's true. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but whatever. Like, does she have an allowance? Like, like 
what's her plan after graduating high school? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems weird. Like, wouldn't she be going to college? She's a daughter of a rich person. Like, right. how bad is she, her life? Suck really? it up. Um, but anyway, it seems like part of his motivation is, hey, I got all this money now and everything. We're gonna, I got a bunch of money. And the three of us are going to spend it, and we've got we're going to make a three person couple, and we're all going to have three way sex all the time. It's going to be <laughs> awesome, or whatever. And it seems like that's his motivation, which is fine. Uh, and then it seems like his motivation is well, he's really in love with Denise Richards, mm-hmm. Nev Campbell. No, no, no. So he kills her, and it's like they're going to go away with Denise Richards, and then Denise Richards gets killed. And it's like, oh, his motivation is just him and, and Kevin Bacon, I guess. <laughs> I, know, I, was, I thought for a second we were going to find out they were sleeping together. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, uh, I guess his motivation is he's going to kill Kevin Bacon. So he gets all the money. He gets all the money. And I guess the having Kevin Bacon in on it helped because of, like, what? He's a cop. Yeah, I guess. Um but then it turns out, surprise, I guess we are spoiling it. Yeah. Uh, Nev Campbell's really alive, and he's with her. So what was his motivation at the end? Was it, like Her motivation is because fucking Kevin Bacon killed uh, this dude that she liked, and he just fucking killed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she wanted to screw him she, over. It's revenge, but, revenge. Yeah. And she could get money at the same time. Yeah. Um, but, like... And Matt Dillon knew that because he mentions it. He knew that, like, he killed this guy and that was part of it. So was his motivation to help her get revenge and he liked her and wanted to be with her or whatever? I or what? Know. I mean, I think he's supposed to be in love with her. Like, remember, now, first of all, he's an adult and these are high school students. I just want to point that out. Yeah, that's true. And she was, like, getting help from him last year mm. when she, you know, was having troubles and... So, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they had a relationship. That's true. He was friends with her and everything. But then we find out that he was having sex with Denise Richards prior to that. Yeah. Because he was supposed to help her out, but he was away fucking Denise Richards. And that's why she was mad at him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why she wants revenge on him. Yeah. I guess guess it makes sense to a degree, but it's... It doesn't need to be that many layers deep. Right. There was, yeah. I mean, it gets confused. Obviously, you can tell we're confused. Um, but despite all that, it was still boring. And that's the thing. Like, with all those twists and everything, like, I'm just like, oh, okay, fine. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Right. At the oh. end, it's just like, okay, can we all just be dead so it can be over? Mm-hmm. Like, And then Bill Murray shows up <laughs> to give her the money. And it's like, oh, Bill Murray was on it the whole time, too, huh? Cool. <laughs> He gets his fee, whatever. Right. So, yeah. Nev Campbell wins. I would wait for it to come out on video so that you can just fast forward to the sex scenes. Yep. That's my advice. Seriously, that's... And I mean, I don't know what the budget of the movie was, but if it was like, you know, $10, 15000000 million, it's probably money well spent to preserve this sex scene <laughs> with Denise Richards. But, um, yeah, I... I we were excited to see it because we'd heard some things about it with, uh, you know, the salacious bits. And, and you, you like yourself some Denise Richards. I do. But it was not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, not worth the price of admission. Uh, wait not for it worth to, two hours of your life. No, wait for it to come to video because holy shit. But definitely run it. Definitely see it. It's yeah. worth seeing the sex. It's worth seeing for sure. But that is the episode for the week, Carol. All right. So you can write us at latefee1994awol.com. Yep. Keep it light. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Sounds good. And share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.